Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. It's always good to win, especially at home. Uh, we made a, a, a few tweaks and got back to being who we are, guarding somebody, playing an open floor, making shots, sharing the ball with one another. That's um, the way that we want to look, and that's the way we want to play. You're listening to BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Tuesday. The voice there, Jimmy Butler, as the Heat get a victory last night. And joining us down to talk all things NBA as we come down the stretch of the regular season is Ryan McDonough. He's our Odyssey NBA insider. He is with us on the Roman Yes, line. Ryan, we got to start with this MVP race because uh, interesting development this morning. Tim Bontemps of ESPN does a straw poll a couple times during the season where he talked gas around the NBA and asked people for a hypothetical ballot right now. And a couple months ago, Ryan, it was Embiid. Joel Embiid was the favorite. He was the guy getting the most votes. Today, the most votes, 62 of the 100, Nikola Jokic, the MVP front runner in this straw poll. And the odds are jumping all over the place this morning as obviously the sports books are reacting. Ryan, how do you handicap the MVP race right now between Jokic and Embiid? Hi, good morning, guys. Always great to be on with you. And as the two of you know, I've been on the Nikola Jokic bandwagon all year long. I've said I, I thought he should win, although uh, as of a month or two ago, maybe even a few weeks ago, it seemed like Joel Embiid would win the award. Um, and, and so I, I, I agree with the poll. I mean, look, uh, Tim Bontemps and the guys at ESPN are obviously very well-connected, um, you know, that, that's uh, sourced, obviously, from a lot of the actual voters, people who vote for the award, so factor that in when, when you're placing your bets. But uh, I think Nikola Jokic, what he's done, he's having an historic season. Uh, when you look at his on-court, off-court numbers, the plus-minus, uh, the team is excellent when he's on the floor in Denver. When he's off the court, they are awful. Keep in mind, their second-best player, Jamal Murray, has not played a game this season, and their third-best player, Michael Porter Jr., only played a few games earlier in the year before he was injured. So uh, for Jokic to keep Denver in the top six in the Western Conference, I think that that does make him the MVP. And, and I think the thing, guys, that a lot of people were looking at 
with Embiid. And it looked like this may be the case early on when James Harden arrived in Philly is after the trade with Brooklyn, would the 76ers take off? Would they ascend, uh, go to the top of the Eastern Conference and then start to look dominant with Embiid and, and Harden together in the lineup? And that really has not happened. In fact, the, the, the 76ers are only 6-4 and four in their last 10 games. Uh, they were beaten out here by the Suns the other night. So um, I, I think it is Jokic's award. I think it should be uh, the award. And, and, and as you guys know, this is not something I'm saying because of the ESPN article this morning. Uh, I've been on the Jokic bandwagon for a few months now. You have, and I bet it too. Thank you for your advice. Some people said, oh, he's not going to win it back-to-back seasons. But I said, ah, 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 I am going to bet it anyway. I am curious your thoughts, though, on the Nuggets, Ryan, because do you think, like, when are Jamal Murray and Porter Jr. coming back? Are they? And if they do, is it going to take a while for them to get their chemistry together? Or are they just going to be able to pick things up and make a run in the playoffs? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question, Aaron. And Denver has been very guarded about it. Uh, a few more we, a few weeks ago, I was more optimistic about them returning to the lineup relatively soon than I am today. And it seems like Denver uh, quietly behind the scenes poured some cold water on their returns. Uh, you know, we've seen the videos of Murray dunking before games and those guys working out and looking pretty good. But uh, as the two of you know, the one-on-zero pregame workouts are very different than playing five-on-five. And and the challenge, guys, um, you know, speaking as a former executive, is now that we're getting uh, to crunch time, now that there's only about a week and a half uh, left in the regular season, and then we're into the playoffs, if a player has missed a significant amount of time, uh, again, Jamal Murray has not played all year. Um, Michael Porter Jr. only played early in the year. To try to drop those guys into a playoff game is completely different than putting them out there in, in March or April against the Portland Trailblazers or OKC Thunder, <laughs> some team that's not playing for anything. It's just a different animal. The playoff games are too important and too intense, and you, you can't really ease into it. So, so I think that's the concern from the Nuggets' perspective. They've, they've already played 76 games left. They only have six remaining in the regular season over the next week and a half. Um, you know, are they going to run out of time? And uh, again, this is a good team. Denver's obviously a, you know, a contender when healthy, but they're also a young team. Uh, so I think they'll be cautious and do what's in the long-term interest of the franchise. And, and most importantly, in the best long-term interest of Jamal Murray and, and, and Michael Porter Jr. Uh, and that means not putting them out on, on the court, especially in a playoff game before they are 100% healthy. Ryan, the uh, the market for the NBA Defensive Player of the Year is all over the place. You know, early in the season, it was Rudy Gobert. It was uh, Draymond Green, and Draymond had a lot of injury issues and, and knocked him out of a lot of games. And over the last three weeks, Ryan, it's amazing. Marcus Smart went from 250 to 1 to the favorite right now at plus 170. Michael Bridges about 30 to 1 to plus 390. You know, I, I think other awards are a little easier to handicap. This one is so subjective on what makes a Defensive Player of the Year what do you think about this race, and, and should Marcus Smart, in your eyes, be the favorite with the way he's played on that Celtics defense? Well, Joe jo and Aaron, not, not to pat myself on the back, but you guys remember when Mikel Bridges was 30-1, to 1, uh, full bias aside by me because we brought him to Phoenix in 2018, uh, I thought that was excellent value. And now, obviously, the line has, has shifted to about 3-1. to one. Um, I think it could be one of those two guys. I mean, I'm looking at defensive rating. Uh, the Boston Celtics have the best defense in the league. The Phoenix Suns 
are second. Uh, Phoenix has been consistently good all year. Boston has been the best defense in the league in 2022. The Celtics got off to a slow start. They did not play great in 2021, and they've been arguably the best team in the NBA this year in 2022, and Marcus Smart is a big reason for that. So, um, you know, one, one thing I keep an eye on, though, if you're looking at this and thinking about betting it but have not bet it yet, Robert Williams went out yesterday with a torn meniscus. He's very important to the Celtics defense. Uh, that team was really clicking on all cylinders. They, they were dominant over the last few months and looked like uh, maybe the best team in the league, certainly right up there alongside Phoenix. Um, without Robert Williams, how will the Celtics defense be? Will they falter here down the stretch? Yes, these are regular season awards, but uh, I think because it's so volatile on the betting markets and because it's so close, uh, again, I, I'd go back to Mikel Bridges. Phoenix is in second. I could see them uh, staying right there alongside Boston in the top two or even surpassing the Celtics for the top uh, defensive rating in the league. And keep in mind, guys, Mikel Bridges is an Iron Man. I believe he did not miss a game in college at Villanova. He has also not missed a game in the NBA. And um, for that versatility and dependability on one of the best defensive teams in the league, I think Bridges is still good value, even though the odds have gone up. I'm glad you brought up the Celtics because, I mean, the East, it's just a log jam at the top. I mean, you look at the odds, it's Bucks plus 270, Nets plus 280. Sixers plus 440, Celtics plus 500, Miami plus 500, and then a significant drop-off. It's like, which team wants to win it? Um, curious your thoughts if there's any value there or if this is just a stay away. Aaron, so when I was on, even up to three or four days ago, I, I, I did and would continue to say, hammered the Celtics. I thought the Celtics were the best team in the Eastern Conference. I thought they were playing the best. I don't care that they were in 11th at one point just a few months ago. Uh, they, may, they may finish the regular season as, as the number one seed. And I thought they were clearly playing the best. Uh, but, however, Robert Williams' injury gives me pause. He's a very important player for them on both ends, especially defensively. Uh, you know, Now, we'll see what Daniel Tice and Al Horford, two older players, uh, we're obviously veterans who have experience but uh, don't have the rim protection ability uh, and the lob finishing ability that Robert Williams has. So uh, I've, I've cooled on the Eastern Conference. And, and for me, really, uh, ironically enough, the developments of the last week have shifted me back to one team. And this, there's obviously a lot of risk with this team, but – the Brooklyn Nets uh, do have Kyrie Irving now cleared to play in all the games. Uh, Kevin Durant is seemingly healthy. Uh, it looks like Brooklyn uh, will be in the play-in. It looks like they won't be able to get out of the play-in. Um, but as the seventh seed, guys, if they're the seventh today, they would be matched up with the Philadelphia 76ers. I like Brooklyn in that series. So, uh, you know, I, I know it's, it's wild and <laughs> to bet on a team that may not even make it out of the play-in round. Uh, you know, mathematically, that is possible when we're talking about single elimination games. But uh, as other teams fall, and I thought Boston was the strongest team. Uh, then it brings me back to the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, we'll see what happens with Ben Simmons. But as long as Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and, and are healthy and the rest of the group is relatively healthy in the playoffs, I still think the Brooklyn Nets are a very dangerous team. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. 
That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Ryan, is, is that feeling you have on the Nets about them and their high-end talent more, or is it about the other teams in the East being good but not great? Because all of them, I mean, Milwaukee's not quite as great as as they were last year. They're high-end. I mean, Philadelphia's it's kind of been a weird season. They have their ups, their downs, um, and Boston has kind of come up, but now lose Robert Williams. Miami is the one seed, you know, not a team you, you kind of fear. Is is your thought on the Nets? Uh, is that more about what you see in in, in um, in Durant and Irving, or is it you can't find another team in the East that they can't beat? Yeah, it's more the latter, Joe. It, it, it's more that I, I think the East has faltered a little bit um, for the reasons you mentioned. Uh, I'll throw another team in the mix, the Chicago Bulls at 43 and 32. I think if you said that would be the record before the year after 75 games, most Bulls fans would be happy with that. However, as you guys know, the Bulls are maybe the most consistent team in the league. They consistently beat the bad teams and consistently lose to the good teams. Well, in the playoffs, especially if you're able to advance, you, you only play good teams. Um, so I, I don't think Chicago's a legitimate contender. We talked about the Robert Williams injury impacting Boston. Uh, Philadelphia has just looked underwhelming to me. I mean, the thing that's really um, you know apparent, guys, when I watch the 76ers is their lack of depth. I mean, they have really three and a half players producing at a high level, Harden, Embiid, uh, Tyrese Maxey's been excellent, and then uh, we'll see what happens with Tobias Harris. He has not been consistent, at least since the Harden trade, and that has not really clicked. And then I have some pretty significant concerns about their depth beyond that, uh, you know, going down the bench with guys like DeAndre Jordan playing in a playoff series. And then Miami has really imploded over the last week or so with uh, some infighting and, and losing to some poor opponents who were undermanned. So, uh, yeah, to, to your point, Joe, I, I think it's more the latter. It's more uh, I felt really good about Boston a week ago, really up until a few days ago when Robert Williams' injury was announced. Uh, now I'm kind of searching for a team, and uh, which if there is volatility, if there is an opportunity, I defer to talent. That's usually what wins in the playoffs, and the Brooklyn Nets, if you know, fully healthy, now that Kyrie is cleared with the vaccination mandate being lifted, I think the Brooklyn Nets are arguably the most talented team, and it doesn't matter to me if they, they potentially come in as the seventh seed. I think they could beat anybody in the Eastern Conference. Ryan, with just a handful of games left in the regular season, I love betting on double-doubles. Jokic, Valanchunas, Gobert, Sabonis, but I'm thinking maybe I should back off. Like Maybe some of these star players who tend to hit these props might be getting a little more rest, or I'm just curious your thoughts on that from a betting perspective. I think the most important calculation there, Aaron, is to look at where the teams are in the standings. For, for example, I imagine the Denver Nuggets would love to get Nikola Jokic some rest, maybe even not play him some of these games down the stretch. We know how heavy the load is that he carries for Denver, but the Nuggets are only two games up on the Minnesota Timberwolves, 
uh, between six and seven. I think the Nuggets would love to get the six seed for, for two reasons. One, they avoid the play-in, which is you know, obvious that they couldn't get eliminated uh, in the play-in games. But, but second, you know, as of today, they would match up with the Golden State Warriors, who are really struggling. Uh, Golden State's lost three in a row. They have not been the same team over the second half of the season. Uh, so I, I think Jokic, for example, will continue to play, and I think he has to continue to play, uh, especially with the injuries to, to Murray and Porter Jr. Uh, so I, I like those bets. Um, one I'd be more cautious on is, is a guy like Joel Embiid uh, because it is very bunched in the Eastern Conference. Uh, Philadelphia is obviously still trying to figure out how it's going to work uh, with Embiid and Harden the rest of the roster, Aaron. But, but it's, um, you know, the standings, I think, can and will be manipulated in the Eastern Conference. And what I mean by that is, again, teams at the top looking down and seeing potentially Brooklyn on that seven line, uh, which if, if Brooklyn's going to be on that seven line for me, you want to avoid the two seed because that's a first-round matchup uh, potentially against the Nets. Uh, teams can try to line themselves up against uh, maybe Toronto or even Chicago, I think they would prefer that. So I, I, I'd be cautious of that, some late scratches. Or, uh, you know, a guy, a guy's a token starter. He, he goes out there, plays the first half uh, to stay in shape and then does not play the second. I think you may see some of that over the last few weeks of the season. We're talking to Ryan McDonough, Odyssey NBA insider. Ryan, uh, the, the other market that's interesting is the coach of the year market. I mean, we've seen what's happened in Boston, and the, and the number has shifted so much as the Celtics have played well. Monty Williams, I mean, how could you not give it to a guy that's going to have 65-plus wins? And then I think about Taylor Jenkins in, in uh, you know with the Memphis Grizzlies, what he's done. And, and now without John Morant, they just keep rolling, blew the doors off the Warriors last night. What's your thought on coach of the year right now? I think what the Grizzlies have done without Ja Morant is one of the most remarkable stories in the league. I mean, they haven't just won. They've been dominant without their best player and a guy who's at least peripherally in the MVP mix and will certainly be an all-NBA performer for years to come. Uh, but, but I think this is Monty Williams' year and Monty Williams' award. I think he deserves the award. He would have been my choice a year ago, uh, keeping in mind I still live in the Phoenix area and follow the Suns closely. And I, I think he's going to win the award for two reasons, guys. One is that the people who voted for him last year uh, when Tom Thibodeau won this award will vote for Monty Williams again. And the second reason is the people who did not vote for him last year, especially those who voted for Thibodeau, uh, may feel bad about that, like Monty Williams uh, didn't get a fair shake a year ago. So I think those people will switch over and vote for Monty as well. And sometimes I look at these awards you know, this way, guys. What is the reason why you would not vote for somebody? Why wouldn't you vote for Monty Williams? Well, at 61 and 14, we're one of the best offenses and defenses in the league. I can't come up with a reason not to vote for the guy. Uh, his team's been better than any team in the league. Uh, he's well-liked. He's well-respected. He came in second a year ago. I think this is Monty Williams' year. Great stuff. Ryan McDonough, our Odyssey NBA insider. We appreciate him hopping on the Roman guest line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for EDL from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BeckQL now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash BeckQL. He's all on Jokic, and he has been for a while. It's the, that it guy's amazing. His- How could he not love Jokic? Come on. Yeah, he's had another great year. I don't trust you if you don't like real kitsch. <laughs> <laughs> Could be a back-to-back MVP. Lightning Bats is coming up next right here on the BetQL Network. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily from BetQL. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.